approach this last week of Catalyst, I'm really excited about what this means for our church because it's not the end of the Catalyst journey, it's really just the beginning. And we chose to reveal this vision over five weeks because it's about so much more than money. It's about so much more than generosity. It's about our church family truly becoming agents of change within our church family, within our community, and within our world. Uh, people who came every week during the series for the first time, I would always say, hey, if you're here for the first time, this is a great way to find out about who we are as a church and what we believe God's calling us to do and be. So even people who are here for this very last week that we're calling Commitment Sunday, I think they'll get a glimpse of who we are as a church and who we really believe God is calling us to be in the future as we change our family, change our community, and change our world. I've had a few people um, ask me questions over the last few weeks about just what is Catalyst all about? Or isn't this really just a campaign to raise money for a building? And those are legitimate questions. And I would hope as, as people look at the literature that we've put out, as people look at the website, that they would know that this goes way beyond finances to the hearts of people in our church. Uh, to help people get closer to God through praying, through seeking out God's will for what He would have them to do with their finances, with their possessions. Um, I've heard many stories about people uh, praying for the first time together, uh, people deciding to be generous with their finances for the first time, uh, and even beyond that, people deciding how they can be uh, a better witness to their neighbors, how they can reach out to people in need like they never have before. So our prayer is that this thing called Catalyst goes way beyond anyone's bank account. But realizing that the reality is it takes money to fund a vision, but we, we didn't want anybody giving to a need called Catalyst. Uh, in fact, Catalyst isn't even a need, it's a vision. And we want people to feel compelled uh, to recalibrate their lives to trust in God like never before, to be transformed in the way they handle their finances, uh, to begin to sacrifice and, and give to something, and to make a commitment and make that commitment stick. We want to move people along that journey, and we want our whole church, 100% of people, to participate in this Catalyst vision because I really believe that it's something that will change us from the inside out let more people in our community get to know about Jesus and let the world know that there's a God who loves them. Over and over again, I've talked about this, 88% uh, of the people in Wake County who don't go to church. And I truly believe that we're going to put a dent in that, that by focusing on, especially for these next two years, on the things that we're focusing on through Catalyst, that, that if we have a way to research that at the end of two years, I believe that number will change. I think God's going to use our church to do big things. Over and over again, we've talked about Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, where, uh, where it says, Now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. And you're going to hear more stories about God's power being at work in people's lives. And I've gotten emails and had conversations in the lobby about how people have owned that verse and claimed that verse and began to see that uh, when they think things can't, God shows them that they can. 
uh, when they feel like, how could we ever participate in this financially? God shows them that they can. And I think we will feel like we have succeeded in communicating this catalyst vision when 100% of our church knows what it means to be an agent of change in their family, in their community, and in their world. I think another unique thing about this Catalyst Vision is it's not just for the adults. Last week on, uh, on Sunday, we prepped the kids in the weeks coming up to it that uh, they had an opportunity to sacrifice something. And we didn't want them to just tell their parents they needed to buy a toy for a kid in need somewhere, but we asked them to go home and look at their toys and decide what they were going to sacrifice for a kid that didn't have anything. We also asked our teenagers to think of creative ways that they could raise money or mow lawns or babysit or however they could uh, raise money to help support several children at the church in Ecuador at $38 a month. And, and uh, you're going to get to see that today, how, what those kids gave and how they felt about it. Uh, because there's a reason that I think that Jesus tells us to become like little kids and I would hope that when people see the word catalyst on the screen they look at it through the eyes of a child that this is something that God is going to do we're going to trust we're going to sacrifice he's going to transform us and the world's really going to change because of him working through us is challenging me to raise money and work harder. Life Devotion and sacrifice. All in. A new step of faith. Awesome. Eye-opening. Impactful. Surrendering. Challenging. New and exciting for me. I'm going to be a change agent by babysitting. Bringing my lunch to school instead of buying it and reading the Bible. By mowing lawns and getting a job being the different kid at school who doesn't swear and doesn't do drugs. Bake sales, chores, and car wash. Getting a job and selling my electric guitar. Saving money so I can give. Selling my art and giving up things I take for granted. Helping myself, my family, and my friends find God. I brought in my trains and they were special to me because I, I used to play with them a lot. I love my transformer. Uh, I bring it because so pe other people can have fun with it. I think I brought six cars. It's just this time I don't want to play with it. I want to bring it to Ecuador. I brought a toy truck with a jet on it, and it's special to me because I got it for Christmas this year. I brought a harmonica, and I hope that someone will use it. I brought my stuffed animal because it's special to me, and it's fuzzy, and I sleep with it a lot. 
I'm going to give it to Ecuador. I brought my stuffed animal dog because, and it's special to me because when I was little, it was all I would play with and I would carry it around everywhere. And I think it'd be special to someone in Ecuador because it was special to me. I brought my stuffed animal hippo and it was special to me because I would sleep with it at night and I hope that when it comes to Ecuador then other people can sleep with it too. I brought a Lego set with a toy truck. It's special to me because I like it a lot and it's very special to me. Because I think a little goat in Ecuador would like it. Because I love him and I've been using him for a long time. Well, hearing those kids talk about what, what these things meant to them that they took out of their house and they brought to give. It may just look like a torn up old bunny, but it represents uh, sacrifice to these children. The really cool thing is our, our high school kids this summer, 10th through 12th grade, a group of them are going to go to Ecuador. They're going to deliver these. And you'll get to see video this summer of them handing these to kids who will, I guarantee, love them and appreciate them a lot. So this represents sacrifice by our little ones. And thank you, parents, for helping make that happen. It also represents commitment. And anything in life that we get results from requires us to make a commitment to it. 20 years ago, this June 6th, I stood at the Highlawn Methodist Church in our college town in Huntington, West Virginia, and the most wonderful girl in the world went through with it. She said yes, she said I do, and Sin and I were married, and it's worked awesome for the last 20 years, and it's worked that way because we both have this commitment that this is going to work, that we're going to make this marriage healthy, and no matter what comes our way, no matter what good or bad or no matter what, we are going to stay committed. Any healthy marriage or relationship is that way because there are two committed parties. And we all understand commitment. You probably, if you went through college, my goodness, you understand commitment. I remember getting ready to start graduate school and realizing that for the next year or so of my life, I would have less friends. I would get to hang out less and I would have to make decisions because of this commitment that I'd made to finish out my graduate degree. I remember when I made the decision to follow Christ 23 years ago and looking over the scriptures and realizing that there's some things in my life that are going to have to change and if this commitment's going to work and going to last then I'm going to have to really stick to it and because I have Amazing things have happened in my life. You understand commitment. You've made them. You've made commitments to be parents, many of you. You've made commitments to be successful in your career and, and made commitments to do things in your life. And because of those commitments, you can say, look at the results in my life because of the commitment that I made. As we were getting ready to start this Catalyst series and this whole catalyst journey actually late last year I was 
back in the scripture, just looking over the book of Acts, where we read about the, the happenings of the first century church and how it began, and how people first started to be a part of this big thing called the church. I just want to read to you some of the things that are recorded about the church at its beginnings. It says, those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 of them were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and at many wonders and miraculous signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. A couple chapters later, all the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there were no needy persons among them. From time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought money from the sales and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. That's just a glimpse of the story of how the church began. People making this big commitment and then enjoying these big results. The church grew 3,000 people in a day, and it didn't grow that way because people were like halfway committed. It grew that way because people were open to God and said, God, we're all in, we're committed, and whatever it takes, we're going to do it, and we're going to be committed to it. And God blessed their commitment with big results. Today's commitment day. Today we're asking you to commit to your family. We started talking about this February the 26th leading up to this day where we all make a commitment. A commitment to this vision that we believe God's calling us to. Anything that happens in life that could have the word success beside of it happens because of commitment. Anything that happens that gets great results is because of commitment. If you've ever gotten a promotion at work or a raise, it didn't come because the boss sat in his office and said, who, like, who shows up half the time? Let me see. Who, who really just kind of halfway tries? Let's give him a promotion. Nobody ever got hired because the guy was like, you know, he seems like he would give a good 50% effort, so let's, let's bring him on board. It doesn't work that way. Promotions came in your life if you've gotten them, and raises come in your life and your career because you've shown commitment and you get results because of that. Any professional athlete, would, if it's a basketball player, wouldn't say, yeah, you know, I just kind of dribble around the basketball every now and then, just sometimes when I feel like it. And, you know, I just, I just, I eat well some of the time, not all the time. They're not going to say that. They're going to say, this, look what I did, and look at the time and the effort and the energy that I put in so I could perform the way I do on the court and get the results that I get. If we want big results, we're going to have to make a big commitment. 
And just like the first century church grew because all the people were all in and all the people made commitments, it's our time to do that for our church today. In each seat, there was a card. And on that card, there's a bunch of lines, a bunch of numbers, a bunch of things that, that we've talked to you about, about this catalyst vision for our church. And what we're asking you to do today is to make a commitment to this vision and to your church family. I talked about in the past weeks about how we really want people to go beyond that which is doable. When you see this card and you open it up and, and see the blanks on it and, and see, well, what can we do that's doable? God works his best when we go beyond that which we can do and trust in him for what he can do. And we go past that which is doable. I know when I sat around and I filled mine out, it was like, okay, this is what I can do. But what if I, go be, what if I expand and go beyond that? What could God do with that? Because everybody knows that a big commitment is going to get big results. I also realized that this card was hard for some people. This whole idea of catalyst was difficult for people to wrap their minds around. Like, well, why are we talking about money? Why are we talking about it this way? Why are we having to say, write a number down on a card? That's why we gave it to you the very first week. So you could wrestle through that and you could pray about it. And, and that wrestling is healthy. That working through, do I like this? Do I not like that? That's a very healthy thing. To go back into the scriptures and hopefully most of you are in a small group and start to look about look at what God says about money and what he says about trust and what he says about sacrifice and how that can transform us. But I fully expected some people to just say, I am not writing a number down. That's between me and God. Yeah, I'm not telling you what the number is. And I understand that it's hard sometimes to make that big commitment and say, this is what we're going to do. I sat down with a couple this week, earlier this week, and just talked about their catalyst journey. Because I knew that they had really struggled when they first got the card in their hand. And because they just experienced a job loss and they, they didn't know what they were going to do. But they, they, they love their church. They love this church. They want to be committed. But they just, they just really had a hard time with this thing called a commitment card. And they shared with me how they worked through that. And I said, we've got to share this story with the church. So let's take a minute, have a look at the screens. And hear a story about a couple who struggled through their commitment to this vision. One of the messages you had was about trusting God. So that kind of struck, struck uh, Tammy and I as well as, you know, were we really trusting God with everything, especially going through a job loss? Um, we were trusting in Him for the job, to provide a job, but were we wholeheartedly giving everything over to Him? So I had a negative attitude towards the Catalyst card. But I determined I didn't want to be one of those Christians because of my feeling of something that I wouldn't let God work through me. So I committed to praying about it like you told us to do, and that's where it all changed. I just told God, I'm going to pray about this. I want you to open my heart to this commitment card because it's not all about the card. Uh, we went to uh, the Catalyst pre-commitment night for the leaders, leadership team, 
And uh, that's when God started speaking to Tammy's heart and into my heart. We were listening to the message, listening to the music, and uh, you know, Joel had I'm Counting on God as one of the main songs. And that's when we really decided, are we counting on God? We are kind of, but not wholeheartedly. We weren't in you know, both feet. Uh, at that moment, we looked at each other and I said, we're counting on God for a job, and we are counting on God for our commitment. And we turned to each other without knowing what the other one was doing, had our thumb on one of the numbers on the commitment card, and at the same time, we both had the same number in mind. And it was double what our original commitment was. So at that point, we knew God was going to work, and we trusted in Him, and we were counting on Him to provide the resources to make that commitment. Um, I have to interject a little here. Um, I never raised my hand. I just, I wasn't really brought up that way to raise your hands in praise. I do it very, very few times. I don't do it very often, but when Joel started singing that song, Frank raised both of his hands, and God spoke to me. Raise your hand, unite with your husband. And when I raised my hand and grabbed his hand, it's like God washed over me a peace that I can't explain except for it was a God thing. My heart was hard before that moment, and I wasn't unified with him as my husband in this commitment and catalyst. And at that moment, he broke my heart, and we were unified when I grabbed his hand. God literally washed over me a peace that I, that I just can't explain other than it was such a God thing. That Monday, you know, I'm searching for a job. Um, it was amazing. I started getting calls for interviews that week. I had five interviews lined up. So we were praying about that, and I asked some, Carolyn and some of the other folks, uh, friends, to, to pray for it. Um, I had an interview with the client on uh, Wednesday afternoon at 1 o'clock. Well, I told Tim we prayed that morning, and I had my Bible reading, and I uh, read uh, one of the passages that you talked about in, in uh, uh, some of your sermons. I was talking about God doing exceedingly more than abundantly than we can even think or ask. And I told Tammy, I said, I'm going to claim that. I'm going to, this is the job I really want. This is what I'm asking for. So uh, I told Tammy I was coming back from the interview on Wednesday afternoon about 2 o'clock. I said, look, pray. They said they're going to make a decision right away. I'm praying by the end of the day I'll know I've got this job. And she said, okay, I don't know if you'll get the answer that quick. I didn't believe. <laughs> she believe. And I did. 4.30 that afternoon, I got a call from the recruiter. They said, you knocked it out of the park. They want to hire you. So God's already provided the money for Catalyst for us. And it was, it's happened that quick once we determined to be in unity and spirit and to be one accord and to listen to God's leading. Four it's days. just truly amazing. It, it happened that fast. I, all I can say is, you know, if you haven't had the opportunity to put God to the test, I know it's hard, I know it's tough, but really do it. He's, he's, he'll never fail you. He changed everything for me through this. So you have to be unified. That's the bottom line. Unified with your husband and unified with God. And that's what's going to change our family, our community, and our world. That's what we're asking everybody to consider. Consider a commitment, realizing that some people just had to struggle through it more than others, but to make a commitment because we are counting on God for some big results. 
Today, right after the service, uh, hopefully everybody walks out to the right and goes out there to that little courtyard down the hall to the left and watches our baptism service. And if you haven't followed Christ in baptism, you can do that today. You, you can walk right out there, you can speak to one of the pastors, and you can, you can be baptized today. They can talk to you a little bit more about what that means. But baptism is a symbol. It symbolizes that inside of a person's heart, in their spirit, they've made this commitment to follow Jesus Christ. And if you've ever seen a baptism, watch them on the screens when we play it on video. Somebody's standing up, they're lowered into the water, and the Bible says, raised to walk a new life. And this symbolism that a person is making this connection with the forgiveness that comes only because of the death burial and resurrection of Christ also every week we ask people to who have followed Christ to share in a time of communion and when we do that it, we just give out these these little cups that have grape juice and a wafer at the top that's all it is is grape juice and a wafer but the symbolism that comes behind it of the blood and the body of Christ that was given for us so our sins could be forgiven is something that followers of Christ have the opportunity every week to go through that symbolic time to remember what Christ did for them and to say thank you all over again, God, for giving your son for us. I'm going to ask you to do something symbolic today. We're asking you to take that commitment card and you're going to have, just in a moment, you're going to have time to fill it out we're asking you to take that and make a commitment. In the Old Testament, King David was getting ready to dedicate the temple, but it, it wasn't just the temple that meant everything. It was what it represented. It represented God dwelling with people. And David ended up giving this big speech, telling his followers, telling the whole nation of Israel, this is what This temple means, and this is what God has done. And he talks about their commitment, their financial commitment to making sure that this happened, that this God-ordained vision came to pass. And listen what he says. What he's talking about is leaders going first. He's talking about him as a leader, and he's talking about all the leaders of the nation going first. And he says that it says this in 1 Chronicles 29. Then the leaders of families the officers of the tribes of Israel, the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds, and the officials in charge of the king's work gave willingly. That's what you have the privilege of doing today, giving willingly. Giving as the result of just being moved today in this service or giving as the result of praying about this for at least five weeks. Our leaders started praying about this last year. Our ministry leaders found out about this like in January and started praying and they've, they've made commitments. They've already filled out that card and turned it in and said, this is my commitment. And there's this biblical principle that leaders go first. And my wife is out here somewhere. There she is. I just, I just want to share with you, and Rob and Kim are also going to come out. I want to share with you about our commitment card, about what this means to us, because we've sat with this card and wrestled through, what do we write down? And if we're leaders, we got to go first. 
And we got to go big. And so we sat around the table with the kids and we talked about what this commitment means. And here's what this commitment means to the Williams family. It means sacrifice. It means trusting in God for things in the future that we were planning for and reallocating some of that to this vision so God can work and more people can get connected with Him. It represents transformation in the way I think, the way we think about things and purchases. And it represents our hearts for our church family to say, we don't just want to lead this, we want to be a part of this. That's what it represents to us. As we started uh, talking about it together and praying together about this, a couple words uh, come to mind. One is excitement to do, join all of you as a church who has a passion about being changed by Christ and then going out within our family and with our community and world to be used by Him to bring change to everyone around us. So excitement to join in a vision of that. Also trust, because we are sacrificially giving here. And we have to trust that He will take care of what He laid on our heart to put on here. And then as we were talking yesterday, Kim said, and one other thing, Ralph, joy. Because there, there can be times when you, can't, when you give and you, oh yeah, and you, and you get stressed which are reminded in that, those moments of worship where we're writing that check to be a joyful giver. And so we're excited to be part of this family as we join in Catalyst for the next season together. Let's pray. Father, we're excited to just be part of what you're doing here, small part of your big, big church who brings Christ message of Christ to the world and the stories that I've heard and we've heard and just the excitement and even the wrestling with just how to respond it has been a blessing to watch you work and today's one of those defining moments one we'll always remember as a church and we just ask your blessing upon all of the commitments that are made here not for our glory but for yours and may your kingdom and more people come to know you because of all the commitments that are being made here inside in these hearts of all of us and it's in your son's name we pray asking you to make that commitment because we expect some big results from our church family more importantly from God as he works within us to connect even more people with him and that's going to require a big commitment if this were just about building a building or doing some cool things I wouldn't ask you this way but this is about connecting even more people God and I believe that because what you're about to do that more people will get to know about the message of Jesus Christ and we're going to get to see some big results because of it.
just a couple of minutes, the, the band's going to play. And I want you to take that card and write on it. There's several blanks on there. If you haven't been here much through the series, it tells you a little bit about what Catalyst is all about in some brief statements. And the only blank on there, you don't, we don't have to see all that current giving and all that kind of stuff on there. We just need to see what your commitment is for two years. Now, if you're here for the first time, we don't want to assume that, hey, they're just going to take part. We understand if, if it's something you don't want to participate in or can't, but you're welcome to if you want to. Catalyst is a two-year journey. And maybe God didn't quite work in this hour or the last five weeks and help you to understand what your commitment needed to be. Maybe it'll take 10. Maybe it'll take 20 for you. That's okay. We want you to, just for a couple of minutes, just sit and you can talk with your spouse if you need to. You can, you can talk with them like, okay, should we do this? Should we do that? And if you're one of those 60 plus leader families who have already made a commitment, who've already turned in your card, I would ask that you go ahead and fill one out. Just write same on it and then put your name on it. And if God stirred in your hearts during this service and you, you're realizing, you know what, we need to go back to that original number before we lowered it or God's calling us to do even more write in the new number and we'll know that and we'll record that appropriately but everybody in here whether you've already filled out a card or not that's been a part of this catalyst journey and you call life point your church home we want you to go through this symbolic time in just a few minutes where we're going to come up and where we're each going to make our commitments so right now, take that pen, take that commitment card, read through it, think about it for about two minutes, and I'll be back out after you fill it out to give you more instructions. It's okay if you're still writing or thinking. Remember that that last box on that card represents your two-year total giving to your church. Uh, your, your general giving, your regular giving, if you gave regularly before this and also what you've expanded to do during this catalyst season so that's the one number for the one fund that's going to fund everything that we do for the next two years and now that you've either written same or a number or a new number on that card the band's going to start to play a song and there's there's three things we want everybody to do that has a card we want you to come down to the front and drop your card in these black boxes that are on either side of the stage. And also a few weeks ago, we, we gave out these dog tags. One had this Catalyst logo on it. The other had Ephesians 3.20. And it said, more than we ask or imagine. And we'd like for you to leave one of those two, whichever one you want to leave, and just drop it in that box with your commitment card. If you didn't bring yours this week, it's okay. Bring it next week. We're going to take all those and make a really cool piece of art out of it that we'll display in our new building when it gets finished down the street. But drop those two things in the, buck, in the box and then walk over and you see some white paper on the wall and some Sharpies beside of that. And every person that comes down, write a word or a very short phrase that says catalyst to you. Maybe it's sacrifice. Maybe it's transformation. Maybe it's Ecuador or commitment. Whatever it is, write that word. 
and then walk over to the, to the next station where the communion elements are. Take the communion elements and then go back to your seat and remember that any commitment that we've made to our church is because of the commitment Christ made when he gave his life for us and offered us forgiveness and new life. That's what we're inviting people in on. That's what we want the 88% of non-churchgoers in Wake County to get a hold of. That's why we're doing Catalyst, is to bring more people in on this journey to help people know about the saving message of Christ. And if for whatever reason, you're just still not ready to fill that card out and you're a follower of Christ, just come down, grab the communion elements, and you can go on back to your seat and remember. When all the people had given, King David said this, but who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you and we have given only what comes from your hand. Big commitment leads to big results and that's what we're counting on. Thank you for your gift. Thank you for being committed to your church. Thank you for believing that God really can use us to do more than we could ever ask or imagine. Let's pray. God, thank you for these commitments and what they represent. The sacrifice, the transformation, the trust. And God, I pray for the the people who just aren't quite there yet that are still praying and you're working on them to step forward and make their commitment. And God, I pray for the people who may be here today and they don't have a job and they have no income to even commit to you. Father, help them. Help them find employment and help them get to a place where they can make that financial commitment. God, thank you for every gift that's been given. And I pray this in Jesus' name.